0: <laughs> All right what what are we talking about here? We're going to talk about uh, managing schedules and balancing life,
1: work life balance, especially going work-life into the
2: integration or work life balance. Yes. All right.
1: <laughs> especially going into the holidays and getting I... back into exercise for both of us. Uh
2: yeah yeah that's it's pretty crazy how how that's worked out um i think now more so than ever especially like during this time of year i see more people an old cliche of like stress around the holidays i mean yeah but like there's more to it than that
0: it's
1: before we get too much into it we need to actually introduce ourselves Not, let's, just the let's, oh, just okay. let's just
0: roll let's just roll let's just roll continue your thought
2: all right. <laughs> yeah. Try to introduce myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, you may as well now.
2: I- <laughs> Too late. Um, I-, <laughs> I am uh, my name's Aaron. Uh, I am head coach and owner at Seatown Town Fitness in Fairview Park. Uh, let's see, I've been been doing this for a little over 10 years now and uh, still feel like I have nothing figured out. But every day is a new
0: day. But that means, yeah, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. The more the yeah, more you is. learn, the more you don't, you, the more you know, you don't know anything. That's <laughs> exactly. That's <Yeah>. my theory. <laughs> that's my theory. All right. So anyway, continue your thought. Let's uh. Let's, yeah. Keep, yeah going. keep that going. Oh. So we're talking about holidays um, and fitness and yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I see a lot of people drop off around this time of year, maybe because they say, "Ah, the schedule is crazy," or "Oh, work is just busy." Um, or, Hey, I got family in town. I got to take some time off. Like there's always something going on, I guess, where, where do we fit ourselves into that equation? Like why are, why is our own body, our own minds taking a backseat to a schedule or to someone or something else? Like if we're not around, I'll insert the old oxygen mask thing from the airlines if we don't put our oxygen mask on first and we don't take care of ourselves what happens when we're gone like we're we're no use when we're in a box or you know we're cremated or whatever not to be too morbid but <laughs> i guess it's, it's like went from thanksgiving I to a box <laughs> yeah. yeah. happy thanksgiving <laughs> All <right>. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to follow that one. Uh, no, I, I see it start in September or October and get like really heavy with the stress as we get close to Christmas and first of the year.
1: I mean, we can even, Nick, we can even group that into our conversation this morning with everybody in terms of just the cancellations we've had of everybody's lives getting nuts.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's always a thing, right? When, when we first started like, Hey, we're going to do a podcast and, and I, I don't know who came up with it, Aaron or or Kara, but this idea of like work-life balance, like it's always a thing. And then now we're adding, um, adding time and holidays and all that kind of stuff on top of it. So I, I mean, I was like, yeah, let's do it because I don't have it figured out. I promise you that. Yeah. And
1: I mean, you're working, you can even add another layer. The fact that, you know, I, I leave work at five, six o'clock. It's pitch dark out. and it's like, Oh God. <laughs> Am I supposed to walk the dog now go for a run outside and, and, you know, it's cold, it's dark. And you're, you want to go, just go to bed rather than
2: yeah.
1: go to the gym or do more work or whatever, whatever you're spo- your responsibility is supposed
2: to do. Yeah. It's what's interesting is like, we're, we're seeing a shift in, or at least I, I feel like we're seeing a shift in fitness where, it's not always about more intensity or doing more, but like being smarter with your time. Mm -hmm. So when or where do we take the approach, like in the other areas of our life and like, why does fitness always become the first thing that people cut out or their mental health?
0: Before before we dive into it, do you think it is fitness or do you think it's just a, Like people just don't put themselves first, whether you're talking, you know, taking care of, I just saw like a marketing post where somebody posted how much, how much their vet bill was. It was like $4,000 or something like that. How many people would drop $4,000 on themselves to do a fitness thing or a health related thing? Yeah. So is it, is it just a personality thing? Is it, um, mainstream Uh, or I I just don't think it's just fitness. I think it's self-care period.
2: I think you're right. Um, I see it in the, I, I think medical professionals are starting to see it now too, not to, not to go into the whole like vaccine thing, you know, whether you're anti-vax or vax, whatever, but I think medical professionals see where, where, where people are, I don't, I, I don't want to say ignore because I, I have hope for this, but like, it's almost to the point where people are, are ignoring signs that their health. Is declining, like whether they're they're gaining weight, they're having heart issues. Uh, the doctor told them, "Hey, your cholesterol is really high." Like people, for some reason, always put anything related to their health on a back burner. And I, I know that's kind of a generalization. Like people in general, not everybody is like that, but I see a large group of the society that's around us uh, at the point where. I need to work, I need to make money, I need to take care of my family, I'll get to my health later. Yeah. But like your health never waits. Like your your health doesn't take a vacation and says, hey, I'll see you in like 10 years.
1: It may be more of a, a very poor insight into the future, preparing for the future. Because I feel as those folks also have, probably um, don't have like 401k set up or a retirement plan set up or you know, like you might, you could probably chime in on this, but college funds for their children set up and they just start very much living day to day.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I can tell you that I personally feel like I've, I'm guilty of it. Um, you know, I kind of prioritized the business and we got married and we bought a house and had a kid, you know, like you just kind of prioritize all these things. And all of a sudden you're like, Man, I haven't done a really good workout in a while. Or I had, you know, I can tell I'm not eating well. Or I mean, heck, just we just had a baby three weeks ago. I ate like crap for three weeks, right? I mean, we bought Chipotle and random, you know what I mean? We were eating frozen foods out of the freezer because we just were, right? You're trying to like survive the moment. Um because it becomes a time thing. It's not, I mean, it is and it isn't. I think it's like I was home. I had time. I was tired but I had time, but we still didn't want to cook. We still didn't want to. I, I wonder how much of it's a, a stress thing. And then the things you prioritize to, to reduce stress. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I think we had time. I think like we weren't sleeping and that kind of stuff, but it wasn't like there weren't, there weren't hours in the day.
2: The, the time thing is interesting because like all of us feel like we're pressed for time. Like we, we, we have the time. if We make the time.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. But like some of us feel powerless to, to like make the time because we're, we're imprisoned by our own box that we, that we built like in our heads to actually live. Right. So just from personal experience, like you guys know, like I'm recovering from hernia surgery and it's been ingrained, I think by me, or at least maybe parts of like how I grew up or like the people that I was around to like go to work every day and just work, like work, 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 work. And you know, that, that's great to have like a work ethic like that, but like at some point you have to take care of yourself. And if you're somebody like me where you, you work, you know, 12 to let's say 15 hours a day, five to six days a week, and you average four and a half hours of sleep for a couple of years, some things can go really, really bad. And I think in my case, I, I, I probably got a hernia because I worked out really hard during those you know years. I work a lot of hours. I wasn't recovering. I wasn't sleeping enough. My stress level was super high. At some point, something gives. It wasn't my heart thank God, but it was my, my abdomen
1: instead. And Nick, you and I have talked about this in the past. Of, of people's stress levels become so high so consistently that that just becomes their new normal, and they don't know how to deregulate that back down. Yeah. They're just so used to constantly, constantly going. right.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I think it was Caitlin Glenn, a therapist friend of mine. We were talking about buckets, right? Like how much energy do you have in a day and where are you going to put it? Because I, I think when you're, especially if you're in that stress, kind of like you're in that stress mode, it's almost like you're trying to put out fires and like, Hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And then to prioritize exercise or fitness on top of that is like, like I'm already stressed out. I don't need more stress, you know, kind of that, that feel. Um, And then I think there's, in my mind, there's two categories. There's people that are super stressed out and then they go high, crazy, high intensity fitness to get even more of that kind of sympathetic drive and, and just kind of beat themselves into exhaustion type of a thing, which is, I think, a burnout waiting to happen or an injury waiting to happen. Um, and then there's people that just avoid it. They're just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think. That's a tough. I mean, I think it's a tough conversation. If it was simple, everybody knows they should be exercising. So, if it was simple, we would just see healthier people, right? There's, there's a lot to this.
2: So, here's a question that I've been asking, like myself, the last few weeks. When it comes to like work life balance, uh, I like to say work life integration because I, I feel like your work should integrate with your life and vice versa. So it's not this constant like push and pull, but if you're, if your work and life integration is out of whack, um, let's say you're, you're too tired to work out. You're too stressed to work out. You have poor eating habits. You're tired a good portion of the day. Like what's the first thing to start with? Like people, I think, I think people that, that ask me like, Hey, I, I just don't have the energy to work out. And I feel like I don't have the time. Where do I start? Do I just start lifting weights? Do I just start working out or is there something else that I have to start with? And like, there was a time where I said, you know what, you should just start going to the gym and just start working out. And then I, like, now I almost feel like we have to work things out, like up here, like people need to get okay with the fact that like, if they want to change their lifestyle, what it looks like, what it's going to feel like, like they have to walk themselves through that instead of just shoot first ask questions later I,
0: I think I think that hits the nail on the head if you can mentally wrap your head around that new lifestyle change then, then you're gonna get there um, what do you do for people Aaron like what are when somebody asks you that question and I mean what what are you doing for a new member or somebody that's having an issue with that
2: you know I think it depends on the case like I I hate saying like it it depends but I think we live in a world of individualization nowadays like in in fitness and wellness like mm-hmm. there's no two cases that are exactly the same i mean sure my gym does a lot of group oriented classes but we kind of pride ourselves on individualizing the experience so i mean does the person work from home are they a mom or they a dad like i can speak for like a couple of cases the work with and that's, you know, I work with a couple of dads early in the morning and they're two very good friends of mine. Uh, One is an attorney and one is in marketing and they have different stress levels and they're two completely different individuals. They have different personalities, but like the three of us together, we're, we're like the three musketeers. We just like hit it off. We have a good time in the morning. Like they're coming in not only to work on themselves, but to have like guy time. Some people need just an hour away from their home environment, which could be like their work environment too. Like ever since the pandemic, you know, work and home has become integrated. So where are people having that separation of like work and home that can sometimes be, you know, beneficial for them? Some people, they're not getting that now. So Mm. the gym is like the the release. Um, So it depends on the person's goals um you know if you know, somebody's goal is to lose weight like number one i i want to understand like why they want to lose weight like what's the emotional tie to them saying that they want to lose weight or that they want to be in better shape um and that's where that's where you have to have a a very personal conversation with the with the person um and it, it becomes much more than hey let's just start working out and I need you to start eating this way. Well, you know, or if the person travels a lot, like, and they, they can't control their food all the time. What does that look like? So if you, if you're starting to change someone's lifestyle, like. As a coach, you kind of need to meet them in the middle or meet them where they're at instead of trying to get them to shift all the way over to where you want them to, to be at their end point. Like we need to start them at step one. And step one is, Hey, let's, let's start thinking about some of the things that you, you know, you can control in, in your daily life. So like, you know, can you stand more at work because you, you sit in an office chair a lot. Can you drink more water, like things that are at your fingertips that you can change. And then I think you, you know, you progress things from there uh, depending on the person. So that's, that's where I start.
1: And, and, another thing to consider those things are always a moving target. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, even on myself, I feel as every once in a while, I have to do a self-assessment of, you know, how many hours of sleep am I sleeping? Um, how much water I'm, I'm getting in, how many times we're eating out during the week and just kind of put myself in the check.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, personally, I, I've kind of almost gotten okay with like, I, there's just okay, it's going to be balanced. Well, sure. Fine. But the reality is like, There's things that are going to happen that are going to upset that balance. Mm -hmm. Can we find ways to not upset the big goal, though? Like the big picture, right? Like, again, we just had a baby a few weeks ago. The reality is, like, life is going to look pretty different for a little bit, you know? And then, so I wasn't getting as much work done. I wasn't getting, you know, maybe some of the fitness goals done. All right. But, what can we do to kind of make sure that at least we're not falling off a cliff and we're able to get back into it afterwards too? Cause that's, that's the other piece of it. Like things are going to happen, but how do we make sure it's not a, a six month tumble versus a six week tumble?
1: Yeah.
2: I think it goes back to the mental side, like telling, you know, having a conversation with yourself or with someone that can help lead you through that with yourself of like, here's how things are going to look for a little while. Like, I think, you know, the day there's so many people that are all or nothing, you know, they, they get in this constant, like, well, because I'm not perfect, you know what, that the hell with it. Like, I'm going to eat that pizza. I'm going to eat the donuts. I'm not going to work out. I'm going to work long hours, whatever, like their vice may be. But I think when, when people can grasp and understand that this is a process and a journey, that's not perfect and progress is not linear, we can start to finagle some things, you know, to move that person in the right direction. But if we're constantly trying to be perfect, we're almost doing ourselves a disservice Mm -hmm. and setting ourselves up for a really hard day or a day where we just throw everything away because, you know, Hey, I was a hundred calories off on my diet. Like, Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares about a hundred calories? <laughs>
1: like, the nutritional labels themselves
2: are that. Yeah, Much, <laughs> exactly.
1: much air. Right. Um, and because on top of it, I, I really, I think a really big piece of it is really sitting down and having an honest conversation with yourself and what really what your priorities are and how willing you are to change. Um, I, I, if I start to go off track, I. And, you know, anybody that, that I coach, we, I like to sit down and make, you know, two or three non-negotiables with your day. Like at least three very simple things that you can just check off to make a, um, step in the right direction. So like, like I was saying earlier, so like per, like personally, I'm just getting back into working out myself and, but now that I hadn't been working out that time got filled with other things. So, I mean, mine were all things I could do for, from home and kind of refocus where I want to be in life. So it's, you know, making sure I walk the dogs every single day, um, getting an hour of some sort of reading in, and, um, and then the other one was was hydration-based. And it was something to just, at the end of the day, assess how I did and see if I need to make any adjustments going into my next day.
0: What do you do if you miss it? Cause that's, <laughs> that's the, it's easy to go, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then you screw it up. And then what, you know? So that's, the...
1: that's where, you know, one, you cannot be hard on yourself because like you said, life happens, mm-hmm. but trying to figure out how to fix that for the next day. Yeah. So say, you know, we didn't walk the dogs. Well, maybe that time slot didn't, didn't really work out. Like maybe morning, cause like we, we were going at night. Now it's pitch out. Maybe it'd be better if we go in the mornings before work. And trying that route. But if you constantly, you know, you're constantly not doing the same thing over and over again, but you're not trying different, you know, ways to go about it, then you're setting yourself up for failure.
0: Yeah. I agree. And I think, I think you got to take a look at the, when you say, okay, why didn't it happen? You got to look at yourself a little bit too, right? Like, mm-hmm. Again, I just use myself because What's really easy to say, oh, we just had a baby, so I can't do this. Well, yeah, yeah but you probably could have, you know, like you're mm-hmm. kind of putting those restraints on yourself. So I think some of it is that intrinsic, extrinsic control too. Like, oh, my job sucks. or I got this long commute. I can't get this done. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is a hamper. It's a barrier, but how, how can we work around those things?
1: Yeah. And I mean, just people, a lot of times people, you know, they, they say how busy they are, but they really sat down and looked, You know, how many, how many hours a day they spend scrolling through social media, spent watching Netflix, all the things that even sitting in line for Starbucks, as silly as that sounds, all the things that really add up that time could totally be used for, you know, to actually work towards your goals.
0: Right. But that comes back to what Aaron said, right? It's a, that's a mental thing. If you're scrolling on social media, you're distracting yourself from something, right? You're. Mm -hmm you're looking for that little dopamine hit or you're stressed out and you're trying to escape something or something's going on, right? If you feel like you got to be on social for, for nine hours or you're watching yeah, 15 episodes of Netflix. Um,
2: yeah. It all starts with the mind. At least it's like the more and more we, I think that you guys like work with people and I work with people. And I think the more cases that I see, it's like, this is, This has become not so much like a fitness and health problem, but like, I know mental health is becoming like really, really big, Mm -hmm. like in the marketplace. And I think there's a reason for that. I, I think more, more people are waking up to the idea that like, maybe just some of why they're held back in like approaching or starting like their journey to like get to their, you know, their, their, their goals is due to the fact that like, maybe they haven't managed their time well because like they're looking for something they haven't found yet. Like they're not, they're they're not, uh, you know, getting happiness or fulfillment from their job. Uh, so it's, it's stressing them out, using up a lot of their mental energy. And by the time they're done with the day, they don't feel like doing anything. Um, maybe it's a relationship that's, you know, that's exhausted for them. Maybe they're in a, you know, God forbid, a, you know, an abusive relationship that, you know, is causing them not to want to work on themselves. They don't, they just, they feel like they're in a hole. It, and this is why, you know, there's so many individual cases out there. And who knows, like, what's actually holding people back. And that's exactly why a conversation needs to be had. That no one could be roped into one category.
1: And for a lot of times, it's how people really identify themselves if people don't see themselves as somebody who works out Mm -hmm. they're not going to um you know do actions that support that because now they're they're the person who you know goes home and watches tv at
2: night yeah right so with with like health so this is this is something that's interesting to look at um you know 10 years ago fitness was totally different than it is now uh, in the sense that like, CrossFit was, was becoming really big at the time and we preached high intensity and it was like CrossFit versus the world and the world versus CrossFit. And now it's almost like nobody knows where fitness is going to go right now. Mm-hmm. Like everything's kind of up in the air. Um, and maybe it's not that like, I think fitness is always going to be there. I don't think you can really reinvent the wheel with fitness. There's always going to be different philosophies and different strategies around like how to get people stronger, faster, you know, in better shape. But if you're in the fitness industry right now, or you, you have ties to it, I think if you're wanting to stick around in the future, you have to tie yourself to some sort of messaging with uh mental health like you you have to yeah part of your business or or part of your philosophy needs to be tied into working with people on their on their mental well-being Um, without that i don't think i don't think people are gonna you know stick around long enough to you know to support your business or support your you know your your craft
0: I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think when I, when I look at fitness, I think you got the competitive side and, and you're going to have people that, that want to compete in sport and, and there's a performance side to that and bigger, faster, stronger, all that kind of stuff is going to be, right. is going to be prioritized. Um, and the, and the, the mental health on that side is different, right? It's, it's sports psychology and it's making sure we're able to perform. But then on the other side, there's this whole adult fitness world of what is the best exercise to improve mental health? right? Like if you're feeling off and you go for a jog or you get on the bike and you ride for a while, you just even just get outside and go for a hike. All of a sudden you're like, Oh, my thoughts are a little more clear or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're a little more positive. You got a little more positive outlook. How do we maximize that? And also, I I don't know if it's just not like sexy enough or what, but it's not promoted in fitness. Like there's a lot of research that even basic levels of exercise improve anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, it's, there's a chunk of it. So why, why is that not getting pushed? Uh, Is it a marketing thing? Is it a Like we don't want to have that conversation, Uh, you know, to your point, Aaron, like, how do we, how do we ingrain that in fitness in the future for for our people?
2: Yeah. My my wife would be smiling right now because (laughs) she, she is in marketing and she constantly tells me we need to work on your messaging. Like we, we need to work on like, what you're educating the marketplace on or like how people are going to perceive who you are and what you do. And I I suck at marketing. I
1: because you'll have, to, you don't have I, the we have product placement going on. Right.
2: I have no clue what I'm doing. I do, need that
1: sponsorship. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> I do know I love talking to people and I love one on one conversations. But when it comes to marketing, I have no clue what I'm doing. So what's, what's interesting is I'm now having conversations with my wife about, um, how do we change our messaging? Like what we do inside of the gym, we need to keep doing, but how do we change our, you know, our messaging online or what we do through social media. And I feel like we're already starting to do that. I see other professionals doing the same. But I feel like industry-wide as a whole needs to move in the same direction that like people that are talking about like how to integrate mental health and physical health. Um, until we do that, um, there we're always going to be battling what what it feels like each other on like hey, how should we work with people? Like should the mental health component like play a part or should it not? we like i feel that it should um but until everybody gets on board with that there's always gonna be this you know this constant battle and i, I, I want to say that hopefully within the next few years what you'll see is more gyms providing like a mental health service and are providing like educational material on how to sustain a healthy diet for themselves and not a fat diet. And you have people that know how to work with like high level injuries, um, such as yourselves. You guys work Aww. with, yeah, you,
0: you guys He says he's not with, good at marketing.
2: <laughs> no, I, I love conversation. Um,
1: he's so nice to us. <laughs>
2: it it, it's so hard like you going back to a conversation that like you and i had a a while ago uh actually when i first met you guys it was know what you're like really good at and the things that like you're not so good at either delegate or get better like i'm somebody that loves to work around people so i'd rather delegate because i love so much what i'm good at i want to do it all day long but the things that I'm not so good at, I don't, I don't want to take away from the things that I really enjoy to do the things that I don't enjoy. And I'm not good at just for the sake of like making more money. Like, I don't, I don't care about the money. I'd rather, I'd rather give the money to, to other people that they can do it way better than I can. Um, so I think, you know, getting back to like, what does this look like in the future? I think it, I think as a whole, as an industry, it's gonna require collaboration from like all of these different areas. So like what we're doing or like, we've teamed up together and we work together with, with clients that are in the gym and whatnot. Like I also have a registered dietitian. I also like have a mental health specialist on staff. So when we see more facilities like that, I think we can start to make like some progress Where it's what we see is more and more people um, not beating themselves into the dirt.
0: Yeah, you're seeing that divide in CrossFit, right? I mean, you got yeah CrossFit the competitive on ESPN nonsense, and then you got CrossFit Health, right? So it's like these. You're almost seeing that divide happening within in the CrossFit community as well. It's Aaron, you're in it um, way deeper than than we are. How is that like what is your take on that and and how is that impacting your business and the community
2: um yeah that's that's really interesting because there was there was a time probably five years ago I actually got to town. one of my close friends brought me here um so to give you a backstory uh I was going to open my own gym and a week before I was going to cut a check for the equipment and uh, the space, uh, this guy met, or I met this dude who owned a gym and uh, say, have you ever thought about, you know, working in a place like this? Like, I know you were going to open your own place. I'm like, man, I put a lot of like time and energy into like opening my own place. I think my wife would kill me. Um, If I, if I said I was going to work someplace else, she'd, she'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like you, you spent all this time on like your, you know, on your baby, on your passion. And I came home one day, I'm like, hey, I know this sounds crazy, but I really think I'm meant to work at CTEM. And she's like, are you nuts? I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, but I like something about this place just feels like I should be there. And uh, that's kind of how I got started at Sea Town, and then I eventually took ownership um, this past year. But what I've seen since the time that I that I got to Sea Town, which was like my second stint with CrossFit, uh, that was right about the time where, like, at least my organization that I'm a part of decided we were going to keep doing CrossFit like classes and we were going to be an affiliate, we, we were going to have our own name and we weren't going to be, you know, C-Town CrossFit. We were going to be C-Town Fitness and we were going to start to reshape ourselves into what like we wanted to be. Um, you know, a lot of people have different philosophies on that, whether that's right or wrong, but that's just, that's what we felt like was best for us instead of someone else or another organization dictating our messaging to the public we were now going to take a little bit more control over you know how we were perceived and initially like you know the the first person through the door gets bloody like we we took so much heat for it um there was so much talk like in the community like hey c-town like has lost their mind like they're they're making all these changes like they're crazy And granted, we were crazy and we made a lot of mistakes, but, you know, just like any other instance in life, like, you know, you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be shortcomings, but as long as you learn from some of those mistakes, like you'll eventually end up in a place like if you, you put in the time and the work to put yourself in a good position to, to take a step forward. That's what I feel like we did. Um, During my time here, before I was an owner, we were laying a lot of the groundwork for how I actually operate the gym now. And when I took over, I just kind of pulled the trigger on some, you know, on some things that I've been wanting to, which is like bringing in a therapy group, bringing in a registered dietitian, bringing in a mental health specialist. So all those things were kind of being laid out the last like four or five years. But I, I have seen where like other gyms have decided to become, you know, more competitive where like, it's not about holistic health. It's, it's more so about like, Hey, we're going to do local comps. We're going to do, you know, things that gear themselves around the games. And that's, that's totally cool. Like if that's their demographic, their target market, like who am I to say that like, that's wrong. Um, It's just identifying who, you know, who you want to work with, who you have a passion with. uh, And that's fine it's just like i i have a passion for working with you know people that are athletes and former athletes but not necessarily to keep them in a competitive mindset um, it's it's more or less to get them you know in a point where they're really happy about where they're where they are
1: it, it kind of the funny thing at the end of the day is you know when somebody's really happy at their gym and they have like you know they have all these resources available they're kind of set up to be able to and do well at local comps, mm-hmm. which is
2: what a lot of the you know local competitive gyms are setting them up for anyway. Yeah, in in a passive way, like it's not that you know I'm trying to uh, you know make them you know worse at lifting heavy weights or worse at doing gymnastics. Like we still work with people on a very high level on those things, but it instead of it becoming only about those things those you know those categories have now just become a part of what they do and you know community is super important like in in our gym but the mental well-being of each person is the most important and that's where i spend the most time with people uh working with them it's you know it's conversations that we have before and after class it's um it's when we're hanging out outside of the gym, it's texts and phone calls to ask them, you know, how are the kids doing? Um, so I think in a way, like from, from where, like we started, at least where I came in and where we are now is, is totally different. The, the vibe is, is different in the gym. Um, but that ball was set in motion. You know, like I said, when I first got here by previous ownership, it's just, you know, sometimes the people that lay the groundwork aren't the people that, you know, carry the torch long term. And that's where I kind of feel like what happened, I was fortunate enough to be in a situation where a lot of things were set in motion. And I kind of just had to finish things off and, and continue them. Um, so, yeah.
1: It, it To kind of pull some things together in the beginning of this chat, we were talking about how for, when you get stressed, first thing that really falls off the deep end is exercise and going to the gym. So if somebody is becoming stressed or something, is it, um, disrupting their mental health and they're not coming to classes, do you have some sort of protocol place that alerts you after they miss so many days or so many classes?
2: Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) What does that look like? Uh, And people, people know right away, they're like, how'd you know I I hadn't been in class? I'm like, well, I have it set up to know if you checked in or not. Mm Um, so Besides the fact that I'm in the gym for a really good portion of the day. And I see everybody that comes in through the doors. um, I also have a system set up that lets me know when someone hasn't been in class in 10 days. So like we understand people go on vacation and, you know, things pop up, like things happen. Like you can miss a week of exercise. It's okay. Um, When we start getting past that 10 day mark, Like, it's either, okay, they're out of town, they're out of the country, or, like, they're, like, in a rut, like, with work or family. And it's, you know, I reach out to people not to get them into class. It's to understand what's happening. Because, holy shit, what if, you know, what if somebody's, like, loved one passed away or whatever, like, and I'm barking at them about getting in the gym. Like, I'm an asshole. So, I want to, like, the whole point of, our conversations at least with our coaches and our clients is to understand their situation see if there's anything we can do to help and then start taking steps forward um so yeah i do have a system in place and like i i watch it like a hawk daily so if i get a notification uh that somebody hasn't been in class i reach out to that person right away um and that's just I don't know. Like not everybody wants to do that, but like I said, that's kind of how I roll.
0: I mean, I think in my mind, people, people do group fitness for one of two things. They want accountability, but there's a lot of ways to get that. And then I think the bigger one's community. Um, and I think if you can lock both of those things down, people are going to be successful. And and I think just the way you explain that of, I just want to check in see how you're doing. Like, that resonates with people like they they're going to they're obviously going to feel that and and that's you know it's going to be a place where they want to go right when they're stressed and that I think that's even a you know when you talk about your the way you structure your gym and there's no right or wrong there there is a difference like if you're competing every day then you're competing every day and and there's people that want to compete right and there's nothing wrong with that like help them compete yeah. But then there's people that just want like a lifestyle place and, and they want to make sure they're healthy and they're doing the mental health things and, and those kinds of things. And it's just, I think it looks different. Um, I don't know how some CrossFit gyms blend it. Cause there are some that they do a pretty good job of having like a comp program and then like your, your regular lifestyle yeah. program. I think it's so hard.
2: It, it's definitely difficult. It, it's a lot of energy. It's, it's taxing. Like, it, like you said, it definitely can be done. I think to do it very well, not necessarily like to do it right, but to do it well and, you know, to not burn your coaches out, um, they definitely need to be separate. And like the whole competition side and the, you know, the, uh, the regular class side needs to be separate. But I also think like in the end, they all still do need to be part of a community. I mean, at that point, you're talking about culture. Like what kind of a culture do you want? Yeah. Are the are the competitors driving that culture in some ways that can be really good and other ways it can be toxic. And, you know, on the same token, like you also don't want to create a culture of like, you know, taking it easy on people every day, day in and day out and creating a a lax, you know, culture where like, you know, hard work is, is not present. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, you have to find a balance. And it's, that's hard. Like that takes months and months, in some cases, years to build in a gym. So it's not only having the coaches there that are the right fits, but also the right people that that come to the gym. Like it is a, and it, it is crazy how like sensitive those things are, like how those pieces are intertwined. Yeah.
0: Because it all comes like back to that mental health.
1: Yeah. It's all, and it's like, yeah like you said it all it's very much on like the, your message not only on um social media but even how you're leading in front of your classes and uh, you, you see it where you know some gyms you know they, they try and cater maybe to um non-competitive crossfitters mm-hmm. but then maybe in class they're sitting there being like oh my god look at this person who just deadlifted it all like so much weight." Well, now, now your members are confused. It's like, well, am I supposed to come in and kill every single workout like that and be a competitive person? Or do you want a more of a non-competitive crowd?
0: Yeah, I was just talking. Everything
1: to, just needs to be consistent.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to Jason uh, over at Cadre and uh, the owner there, and they took the words RX out of their programming. So mm-hmm. they went to levels. So it's level one, level two, level three. Um, but the word RX is gone. Be- just yep. that message of, well, this is what the prescription is. Well, if I can't do that, now I'm not as good. Right. So uh, I, I I love that. I was like, just look at it. You go, hey, I'm going to do whatever level I want to do based on my, my health and my fitness and my training history. But it's not an, ah, I'm not good enough. Right. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. the, the message. I love there. that. I like that a lot.
1: And I mean, this, I, my husband very always disagrees with me on this because I think it's because of it's more of a, um, old crossfit mentality where he loved having like everybody's everybody's scores on the whiteboard where i've always hated it <laughs> and so I, I much more prefer the gyms that have more just the like zen like the um like bodify oh and like the results where, are like online or yeah
2: whatever. if
1: you so if you are interested in logging and posting your results you can but it's not a end of the class everybody's yelling out their score and you're sitting there like well i feel like a piece of shit yeah
2: like i mean these are these are all things that like i saw through the last like 10 years like there are so many intricacies to to what we do like it's not the average person's job who comes in the gym to really know what we do it's not they don't need to to go into all this stuff but i mean every single thing matters every single thing how you greet the person when they walk in uh you know how are you communicating with the client through the class are you walk like as a coach are you walking around through class and building relationships as they're going through it and while you're building relationships are you giving them valuable feedback like are you making them feel like that is the best hour of their day and if the answer is yes then thumbs up and if the answer is no like you you got to look at like okay where did i go wrong in my
0: process yeah so many factors at play, and uh, I mean, I think I think we covered a lot of cool stuff here. I know Kara's got a run; she's got. Speaking of work-life balance, she's got an evaluation <laughs> to to do. What the um, hell? You're supposed to yeah. do all work.
1: I literally looked up. I was like, it is 3:05. We'll be texting real quick. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> when this gets published, you can just be like, "This is what I was doing."
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fashion, 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 fashion. I don't think
0: that works for appointments. No, no, I'm to make an entrance. It's pretty Especially, cool
1: though. Now that zoom is alerting me that I'm trying to raise my hand, even though we're just kind of talking with our hands. Did you get, did you get a notification? I, next yeah,
0: time? I saw it. I saw it. it's probably going to be on the cool. recording too. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. We'll, uh, we'll certainly circle back and, and talk about more. I, again, I'm personally, and, and with our clients, I'm just so invested in this idea of what is the optimal fitness for, for mental health, for longevity, aging? Um, it's just, I think it's a neglected area in fitness. I think the competitive stuff is, you know, certainly everybody's getting better at training competitive athletes. And I think there's still, that's a whole market there of, I mean, heck, look at the Browns are still getting injured. So I think there's, there's a competitive side of, (laughs) we need to get better at competitive training too. Um, but I think just probably where my life has taken me, I'm, I'm super interested in, in the, the, aging side of it and the the health side. Um and then Kara's got all her weightlifters where so she's doing the competitive side and it's it just keeps it fun. Right. It keeps it. Fun,
1: <laughs> but so. just so ironic because I've spent my what the beginning of my career in geriatrics. It's like that was all geared towards it. <laughs> it's probably why you're ready to do something like, else. You know? <laughs> I'm like I hey, gotta geriatrics. i like, oh great. Yeah. Where you want to compete? Yeah. Well, now nah, let's do competition. <laughs> all right, guys. Aaron,
0: we'll tag in all this stuff and uh we'll go from there, but let's get wrapped up so Kara can do her thing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Yep. All, all right. You thanks, Nick. Back to you.
1: <laughs>